Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Husker fans. Welcome to episode 224 of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Justin Swanson. Today, we share some observations and opinions from the April 17th open practice. You can find us on the web at huskerpod.com or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You can also connect with us on Twitter by following at huskerpod or email us at huskerpod at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website for their latest deals at cnbuffalo.com. Also brought to you by Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Looking to buy or sell a home in Lincoln or know someone who is? Hit up Monty at 402-770-3356. So it's just me today, flying solo. My co-host Mike was not able to make it to the open practice, and uh, we're just having a hard time scheduling around each other's uh, lives. So uh, since I'm the only who, only one who went, thought I'd just sit down and, and share a few thoughts from from the practice. So... That's what I'm gonna do. No, uh, no witty banter. No, no back and forth. Just me. So if if that thought uh, leaves you filled with dread, go ahead and turn it off. That's fine. Uh, re- really fun experience going to the open practice yesterday. Recording here Sunday evening. Um, man, just having not been in the stadium myself uh, since Black Friday, two Black Fridays ago, and. Keith Duncan blowing kisses to the crowd and Frost. That that was the last time I'd been in there. So really good to to get back in. And uh, I think about 3,200 people were in attendance. So I was able to park right out front of the West Stadium and roll on in. And uh, got my free ticket pretty soon after they opened up. Was uh, not far off the 50-yard line, just a little north of the 50, row 24. I mean, it was great. Uh, kind of, kind of a little funny to walk in and, and have, uh, realize I got to sit right down next to that stranger. I, I've just been sitting next to my wife and kids for the last year. So that was a little bit funny to, to realize, oh, they're going to, they're alternating rows, but we're going to be cheek to cheek here. Um, so anyway, got over that pretty quickly, just kind of spread out vertically a little bit and, uh, and got to practice. So, um, you know, we were there. We were there. I had a, I had a buddy with me. Went went a little bit early, so watched players trickle on, and then just just fascinating to watch the ebb and flow of practice. Uh, you know, there hasn't been, as we talked about last episode, there hasn't been a truly open practice for fans for decades. Certainly not anything that I remember or have participated in. So to watch, um, just to watch the the learning and the coaching the drills, try to get a sense of, you know, there's so much happening all over the field and try to get a sense of what, what are they trying to teach here? Who is that? Who's down there? Um, it was, it was really fascinating. And, uh, I was kicking myself for about the first half of the, uh, of the practice that I rushed out of the house without printing a roster, which is just, you know, real rookie move. You're going, going to see, uh, what continues to be an overhauled athletic young roster and not, and not bringing a, bringing my own roster was really silly. Eventually I figured out I could get a pretty slick one on, on my phone. And so if 
But the second half, I was able to consult that pretty frequently. But the first half, I was just like, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? And uh, even though I was so close, much closer than normal, it, uh, you know, it was really, it was, it was hard. But um, I'd say some initial impressions upon walking in, and, and maybe this is because it's been so long since I've been in a football stadium next to college football players, but or maybe this is just the result of the work in the off season and the new the new guys. But man, my first thought was like, these guys are big. I mean, these offensive linemen are thick dudes. I mean, they're tall, but they're broad. They're just you know their thighs are like the size of my waist. I mean, big guys, big guys. So that's uh, you know it's something we've talked a lot about, heard a lot about in the off season. Fun to just see with your own eyes um, in person. Big, big dudes, athletic dudes too. People are moving around. Uh, there were there were a lot, a lot of guys in street clothes. Uh, Step was scooting around on his little moped deal, and, and that was you know bummer to see some of those guys out. But um, but the the guys who were playing, I mean, lots of talent on the field, lots of talent, lots of movement. To get uh, to talk generally about the flow of practice, I mean, there's a there's a clock counting down in the end zones uh, constantly. So you know every. Every section of practice is timed, and as soon as they're timed, and there's and there's music blasting, and as soon as that clock hits zero, the music kind of dips, and I guess there's instructions or something being shouted out, and people move pretty quickly to the next station, and you know whether that's everybody together, or whether that's going into position groups, whether that's um, dividing up for addressing different elements of special teams, um, just you know people moving all the time. It's kind of what you've heard. Not a lot of people standing around. Um, equal reps for of what I could tell equal reps for all the different position groups. It's probably easiest to see quarterback cause they're out there in green jerseys. There's only four of them. So that made it easy to just kind of tick off and say, Oh yeah, Adrian had, you know, a handful of snaps and Masker had a handful of snaps and um, some others had a handful of snaps. So it, it from all appearances, just really equal time for everybody. Um, the, they, they started off with, some more individual stuff uh, pretty quickly went to what seemed like a juiced up Oklahoma drill where you had kind of like three sets of blockers and people trying to beat the blocker and then a running back try to run through it between uh, on either side of the field. You had lines of players, the whole team. Um, that was a really exciting, you know, just right off the top uh, kind of thing to get, get the juice going, get some contact right away, um, have some winning, have some losing. Uh, a lot of excitement, um, br- breaking up into position groups, uh, doing, I, I tweeted that the, uh, watching the running back drill where they step up to, uh, pick up the blitz. And then you got the, of course the linebackers, I think probably the inside linebackers on the other side of that. So a drill for both, both of those guys, linebackers trying to get the quarterback running back, trying to pick up, pick up the blitz. That was really cool to watch and, uh, and just see the coaches, stepping up and addressing people and um shouting orders and again it was it was loud the music was loud um so i'm sure those coaches are i'm a little hoarse i'm sure those coaches their voices get a workout every every practice um lots of lots of fun early on too with uh kind of like one-on-one type passing drills where you got just a, a dude covering a dude and a quarterback throwing to him and so there was lots of oohs and ahs early on i did some tweeting about how Omar and Oliver looked good. Those were some of the early, early observations and excitement. Um, midway through and towards the end of practice, you have more. You had different variations of good on good, where you'd have uh, 
a kind of a division in the field with the ones going against the ones on uh, the north side and the twos on the twos on the south side. Um, there was, and then later on, there was just everybody kind of around, you know, kind of a hurry up deal. You, time for special teams. The the specialists kind of showed up. It seemed to me midway through and kind of did their thing. And then I don't know where they went. Maybe they have specialist areas to practice, but um, again, everybody just kept moving. And uh, yeah, by the time you got to the end, I mean, I, I almost enjoyed it more than a spring practice, you know, the, the spring game, frankly, because the spring game uh, is a little bit thrown together in terms of like, all right, we got to come up with some slightly even teams maybe, or maybe we don't. So either you have slapped together, even teams that, you know, they don't have any uh, consensus consistency playing with one another, or you have, you know, the one offense versus the two defense. And so that's less fun too. Um, so this was great. I mean, just to watch guys out there competing constantly, always something to see, always something to figure out. Um, yeah, I, I think it was more fun than, than the, pomp and showiness that will happen with the spring game here in a couple weeks um never uh nevertheless i will be there for the spring game and i'm very much looking forward to that so i guess with that yeah i think that with that for my higher level of uh stuff let me kind of work through some of the individual players i'm gonna start with special teams and what better place to start than with the long snapper something our podcast is an affinity for um, there were two two guys long snapping on both punts and field goals that I noticed, and that uh, that was number ninety one Cameron Piper and number fifty five Brig Banks. Uh, Piper's from Lincoln Southwest, Banks is from Houston, Texas. So uh, local guy and a not so local guy. Um, both six three, both two forty five. Well, Cameron's two fifty. Uh, really similar stature. Um, not much to say about them other than that's who I saw and, uh, both seemed pretty precise and and pretty consistent. I noticed three punters, uh, Daniel Cerny is the punter from Australia, Pristup, who everybody's familiar with. And then Grant Deathlison from, uh, Southeast, Detlefson. Uh, I thought all three seemed pretty consistent. They were kicking it between 35 and 45 yards um, pretty consistently. I thought Cerny's kicks were noticeably higher um, and hung in the air longer. So, I mean, that you know, that's the guy that probably was supposed to be the punter last year, but uh, didn't, didn't work out due to injury. And, um, yeah, I, I suppose that's a, a, a stiff competition there. Um, no, no real insights beyond what I've just shared. I think uh, – yeah, Cerny's kicks did seem to have a longer hang time. I mean, kicking happened really fast, and it was it was away from us, so I I had a hard time knowing who was kicking. Um, I did I I did see a lot of consistency. Um, yeah, this is a pretty quick part of my <laughs> my observations and analysis. Didn't not not much to report there other than felt like more went in than missed. Kickoff was interesting. There was several times where you could see that they were doing drills designed to keep guys in their lanes, running downfield, uh, designed to kind of like rip past a potential wedge guy. Um, really big emphasis on that throughout. You could see Dawson out in the middle barking orders. They had some interesting machinery to uh, where they'd have like a kicker approach, like he's getting ready to kick and then do the kick motion. And then they just launched the football, right? As he did that, 
out of a little machine that would launch it consistently to the same spot in the end zone 50 yards away and then they'd actually like toss another ball to a kick returner to take off and um so that was a way to repeatedly and consistently simulate kickoff and then you had guys charging down the field uh, lots of participation in that while while that was happening you got your really big guys off to the side doing some drills um and maybe your your littler guys who aren't going to be return candidates off off doing some others but that was that was a big part and there was a couple different times when when they did that um different different kickoff coverage drills so gosh really really hope to see some improvement there as i talk through offensive observations i just you know i just have to say i it's easier for me to know what to look for with skill positions. Um, I'm a smaller guy. Didn't didn't play on the line, never have. And uh, so I don't have, you know, that's why I listen to Doc Talk for analysis on offensive and defensive line play. So I, I, I'll go a little more in depth with uh, skill positions here. And it's not because I think they're more important. It's just because I'm ignorant. So forgive me. Running back, you had a lot more guys in street clothes than you did um, playing. There's a Man, there's a lot of guys on running backs on the roster here. I think 14 guys on the roster by my count. Um, Yant was a guy we've been hearing a little bit about through press conferences, through spring practice. Was running around um, Scott the third, uh, Ronald Topkins, and uh, Cooper Jewett were were people who I saw carry the ball the most. Um, yeah, I already said Step was on his little moped. Irvine, another name we heard a lot about this spring, was was not getting carries. Ramir tweeted today that he's excited to come back, so I don't know if that means he is coming back soon or if he's just, you know, excited to come back. Um, but uh, Sevian Morrison was down the sideline doing his own little drill at one point. Um, yeah, lot, lots of guys and uh, a lot of a lot of folks have, have pointed out we need that position to produce this fall. So... I, 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 yeah, thought, thought the guys who carried the ball looked good. It's, it's really hard. They were not getting tackled to the ground for the most part. Um, the quarterbacks and, and the running backs were not getting tackled to the ground. So it's hard to really assess who's, who's looking good and who's, you know, good at track. Uh, but you know, the guys look tough, look ready to roll. We'll see this fall. Wide receiver was probably where the most Twitter chatter was at during the game. <laughs> Excuse me. During the practice, uh, a lot of guys, a lot of guys catching a lot of balls. Uh, Jamie Nance, Alante Brown, Omar Manning, Torre, uh, Will Nixon, Xavier Betts, Barron Miles. I think Brody Belt was in street clothes. He's he's listed here as a wide receiver. I had, didn't realize he'd made that switch. Um, Jablonski out of Pius, uh, Wyatt Lever, Chris Hickman was in street clothes. Falk, uh, Oliver Martin, um, just, you know, an impressive group of guys. A lot, a lot of catches. As I'm watching this, uh, my main thought is, well, no wonder Cade Warner transferred. I mean, uh, walk-on wide receiver, and uh, he could see the writing on the wall. I mean, there's some transfers where you're like, oh, that's not good. And uh, then there's transfers where you're like, well, yeah, I mean, the guy wants playing time. And as you look at these big-bodied, Tall, fast, athletic, uh, consistently catching the ball, wide receivers. You're like, yeah, he wanted to get some playing time. He's down at Kansas State. He's going to see the field a lot more. I mean, he could see the writing on the wall. And that was really, you know, I could see the writing on the field yesterday. Um, 
dynamic group and and we and we got to remember they're going up against a really experienced secondary too and I don't know if I could say they're winning more than they're losing but they're you know competing making good grabs uh the quarterbacks were were delivering a lot of balls uh uh the long balls you know the guys are going up and getting some short ones I'll get to that with quarterbacks didn't seem so consistent but um just lots of reps the high speed frost practice leads to lots of passing lots of catching and it was super fun. The, the 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 audience was primed to see wide receiver success, and so if you had many oohs and ahs, it was over long balls, receptions, good effort from from wide receivers. And uh, yeah, Baron Miles. So I I, I mentioned earlier that finally about halfway through the through the her, uh, rehearsal through the practice, I, I finally had access to a, a roster, and and Baron Miles and Will Nixon were a couple guys where I was like 12, 19. Who are those guys? Oh oh, that's Baron Miles again. Oh that's Will Nixon again. So those were a couple guys that that popped out. Now Torre number six, I just knew who that was. So that's why you know Omar Manning number five, I just knew who that was. So that's not to say uh, Baron Miles Jr. and uh, Will Nixon were outshining those guys, but those were guys who I didn't know who I was consistently impressed by. And then I I guess just get confused with the eighty five Lever, eighty eight Falk, eighty nine Oliver Martin. Those the the upper eighties. Um, those guys were Oliver is really consistent. He was the most consistent receiver, I would say, uh, on the field. Um, just just catching most everything. Uh, but uh, yeah, really good group. I, I'm really excited uh, about wide receivers and, and just hope we can get get the ball to them. So with that, I will. Well, no, let's look at tight ends briefly. Austin Allen. He's so big. He's so strong. Six eight, two sixty. Ah man. He's huge, and he catches the ball. He just, he looks good when he's out there. And Vokalek, also 6'6", 260. I mean, he he smeared some guy to the pavement or to the sideline um, right in front of us, and she's like, that guy is big. Um, and then Fedoni, I mean, it's so funny. 6'5", 220, he's like all arms and legs right now. Um, once he's been with the Vol for, he's an early enrollee, so he's been with him for three and a half months now, but man, after a few years, that guy's just going to be huge. Um, but it's so funny to think like, oh yeah, six five two twenty. He's kind of small. Um, he's not. Uh, but when you're when you're up next to everybody, looks small next to Austin Allen. And uh, I noticed Fedoni most earlier in the practice with the twos. Didn't see him doing a ton in the one on ones, good on goods. Uh, but that's because he's got you know, a stacked group ahead of him, and uh, you know he'll. He'll get some time. He'll they'll they'll get him on the field. I'm I'm confident. Um, it was fun to see those three especially. Okay, now we can go up to the quarterbacks. I'm saying up because I'm scrolling up here. Uh, Adrian, uh, Adrian looks good. Adrian runs with confidence. Passes. Uh, deep balls were a little more accurate. I was, you know, like all right, short passes. They're still. I don't know. It's, it's one practice. I don't want to read too much into it. I don't want to. <clears throat> I don't want to say too much negative or positive, I guess, but man, um, hopefully he continues to improve on those short passes. Uh, I would say that for all of them, the short passes were frustratingly un- inaccurate. Um, Smothers ran the ball really well. Uh, when you so there's clearly Adrian who knows knows it all. Uh, you know, super dynamic, physical specimen, four year starter now, will be a fourth year starter. And then, so that's clear number one. And then you've got this log jam at number two. Logan Smothers is the presumptive number two because he's been in the program the longest. 
and uh, he runs the ball really well, really smoothly, zips around, um, wasn't blown away by passing, wasn't blown away by accuracy, I guess. Um, there's so much going on. I didn't want to just be the guy who just walks, watches the quarterback, so I will. That's my caveat with quarterbacks here. I mean, there's just so much else going on. Um, I thought uh, Harburg and Masker both were maybe a touch more accurate, um, maybe don't run with quite the same purpose, quite the same gusto. Uh, but when you, you know, when you're not getting tackled, you can run with fearlessness, I guess. You know, uh, we're gonna we're gonna go as far as Adrian can take us, but he has not started a full season yet. So uh, hope hope to see some more development out there. Offensive line, I, you know, I've already shared. Uh, I'm no I'm no expert on offensive line play, and really will leave that to the experts. Other than to say, you know, big guys, intense guys. I thought that the defensive line maybe got a few more wins than the offensive line over the course of the practice. Also, there was some heated moments between some of the offensive line and the defensive line. Which, man, if you're going at it and various drills over the course of two and a half hours. I mean, it makes sense that by the end of it, uh, when you've been doing it for however many practices they've been doing it and you know you're going to just keep doing it. Like, I could see how that would get uh, frustrating. And there was at least one moment where I thought a defensive lineman might have even took a swing. Uh, They were so, so fired up. So, you you know, you want to see, I think you want to see that. You want to see the energy. You don't want to see swings. You don't want to see stupid uh, behavior that's going to get you 15 yard penalties in crucial times. But, um, yeah, physical group. And, uh, from this ignoramus, I liked what I saw sticking with the area that I'm really an ignoramus at the line, uh, going over to the defensive line. I would say that Damian Daniels is the guy that stuck out the most to me. Now that may be because at 335 pounds, he's one of the two biggest guys on the field. Um, but he was someone who was, uh, just just really motoring and and disrupting and uh, motivating. So he's a, a junior, and uh, I'm I'm excited about him. You know the story on him. The book on him has been: Can he get Can he get to a level of fitness where he can be an every down player um, consistently over the course of a drive? Um, this this will be a big year for that. Still is in street clothes. You could see him kind of walking around with like a I don't know if like play sheet or something but kind of doing some coaching on the field yeah casey rogers a guy who's who's hard to not miss with that uh hard to miss with his hair flowing out the back man you um you really miss having the instant replays on the big screens i mean you got all these husker vision screens up there it's like man can we get a replay um again so much going on and uh oftentimes the the linemen were off the side. They, I would say that, you know, your your D-line is a little more veteran group, so maybe you'd expect them to get a few more wins than the offensive line. But, uh, yeah, that's what I saw there. The linebacker position is really hard, um, for me anyway, to assess in a practice situation where you're not taking your running backs and quarterbacks to the ground. And when you're doing a lot of... When you're doing a lot of coverage drills, those guys weren't necessarily out there. Um, so it's a group that is, you know, they're on all the special teams. They're running hard all the time. They're making their steps. There's a lot of interesting drills where you could see them taking their practice, their read steps. And um, But it's just a really hard group for me to assess, um, not being any sort of professional linebacker uh, assessor here. Um, 
and also without having uh, instant replays. So, man, I, I'm kind of sitting here racking my brain trying to think of what what kind of observations to share about the linebackers, and I, I just don't have I just don't have anything. You have to. I'm sure you'll get that in the rest of the podcasts. Jojo Dolman's listed as an outside linebacker, and um, while he was in uniform, was not in for many snaps. I think they're just protecting him because he was. I don't know if he ever left the field last year. Um, he did pump up the crowd with a go big red chant at one point, so that was cool. Going over to cornerback, uh, Cam Taylor Brick, Quentin Quentin Newsom, uh, Braxton Clark, and let's see. I guess quarterback we're listening is cornerback and defensive back here on this roster, and then we scroll down here to safeties. Uh, Miles Farmer, Deontay Williams, uh, and Javin Wright, uh, Lane McCallum. Those are some names of, of guys that I saw make some some good plays, make some kiss, consistent plays, guys where you're like, hey, who was that? Check the roster. Um, lots of talent, lots of great competitors, uh, some names that I just don't know and uh, kind of intrigued by this group that's just listed as DB here. Um, not not a lot of names that I know. Um, sorry, I wish I had wish I had more on this a competitive group for sure. I think maybe strength of our defense potentially. Cam Taylor Britt was out there and special teams as he said he was going to. Yeah, dynamic group, good group. Excited to see more. And um, yeah, so trying to think what else to say here. The uh, the team kind of ended with bring it all in, and at, some, at this point, Scott Frost's son kind of ran out to him, so it was kind of cute. And then as they broke, a bunch of players came up into the stands and uh, mingled with fans and took a lot of pictures. I'm sure you saw them on social media and on the news. Uh, just just a really fun, really fun event, and I, I hope it becomes an annual tradition. I know I'm not. I'm still not entirely sure on exactly what the motivation was, other than Frost saying, "Hey, the fans could really use something to come see." Uh, thank you, Mr. Frost. Thank you, Coach Frost. It was a great. It was a great thing for for me, for us, for those who were there, and and I hope they do it again. Thank you to our listeners. If you're still sticking with me, thanks. Uh, thanks again to our sponsor, Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website, cmbuffalo.com. All kinds of exciting stuff happening there. Um, Kendra's posting some great pictures on social media, both of the food that is coming out of these buffalo, but also just like the buffalo themselves are pretty uh, amazing animals. And then also uh, thank you to Monty Rody with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Check out, uh, if you Google him, you can learn a little bit more about him on his website there on the Pinnacle Realty website. And then also just give him a call or a text, 402-770-3356. Springtime. House buying and selling season is upon us. The houses are flying off the market. Make sure you're working with someone you trust and uh, go ahead and give them a call or a text and get to know them a little bit so you know uh, who it is that you might be working with before you actually decide to go for it. So with that, I will say thank you and go Big Red. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is an unofficial, non-commercial podcast and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this podcast belong solely to the individuals expressing them. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with the Nebraska Cornhuskers or the University of Nebraska. Nebraska.